Lectio Divina is a contemplative reading of the scriptures intended to help us grow deeper in relationship with God in the way that God is revealing God's own self through the scriptures. One of the ways we read the scriptures is by joining in this practice that has been stewarded by the monastic tradition since the third century. Lectio Divina historically has four parts or movements as we make our way through a passage of scripture. Lectio, Meditatio, Oratio, Contemplatio, or in English, reading, reflecting, responding, and receiving. To these four traditional movements, we add a space to get ready on the front side and some time to review on the back side. For more resources and an overview of Lectio Divina, please visit us on our website at theabbeycolumbus.church. We begin our time with Invocatio, where the goal is to create a conversational space where we can become attentive to the presence and voice of God and free to respond to Him and ultimately free to receive whatever gift He's offering us through the text in this time. Let's make sure that you're in a physical space with minimal distractions Once you've done that, just take a moment to be quiet and notice any thoughts or concerns coming to your mind that could be a distraction for you. Surrender these to Jesus and just ask him to hold these for you to a more appropriate time in the future. Just take a few minutes and do that right now. In Revelation 3.20, you may remember that Jesus stands at the door and knocks, and he says, if you hear my voice and open the door, I will come in and sit down with you. So use your imagination. Open the door to the space where you are, and in your own words, invite Jesus to join you. Let him know how much you're looking forward to this time together. Let's do that now. So now that we've become more present to him, in your own words, just tell him what you're hoping for from this time together. What would you like to get from him and from the text? Take a moment and just share that with the Lord.
This brings us to Lexio, where we're ready to read and to listen to the text. Today we're reading from Acts 9, verses 32 through 42, from the New Living Translation. Meanwhile, Peter traveled from place to place, and he came down to visit the believers in the town of Lydda. There he met a man named Aeneas, who had been paralyzed and bedridden for eight years. Peter said to him, Aeneas, Jesus Christ heals you. Get up and roll up your sleeping mat. And he was instantly healed. Then the whole population of Leda and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around, and they turned to the Lord. There was a believer in Joppa named Tabitha, which in Greek is Dorcas. She was always doing kind things for others and helping the poor. About this time, she became ill and died. Her body was washed for burial and laid in an upstairs room. But the believers had heard that Peter was nearby at Lydda, so they sent two men to beg him, Please, come as soon as possible. So Peter returned with them, and as soon as he arrived, they took him to the upstairs room. The room was filled with widows who were weeping and showing him the coats and other clothes Dorcas had made for them. But Peter asked them all to leave the room. Then he knelt and prayed. Turning to the body, he said, Get up, Tabitha. And she opened her eyes. When she saw Peter, she sat up, gave her his hand, and helped her up. Then he called in the widows and all the believers, and he presented her to them alive. The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. As we anticipate meditatio in just a few moments, I want to create a framework for your reflection on this passage. Of these two stories, there was a particular line that stood out to me at the end of each of the stories. The first was in verse 35, when it said, The whole population of Leda and Sharon saw Aeneas walking around, and they turned to the Lord. And then in verse 42, where it says, The news spread through the whole town, and many believed in the Lord. I know that for a lot of us, the encouragement to present the gospel or share our faith often inspires anxiety, and for some of us, maybe even fear. Yet the stories we just read in Acts 9 give us another model of how the good news of the gospel can spread and impact others. If you've been around the vineyard at all, you may have heard talk of what's called power evangelism. There's even a book written by that title. The reference is to the evangelistic role of signs and wonders when performed for and among non-believers. Yet interestingly, in the stories of Acts 9, the miracles were done for believers, and only believers were eyewitnesses to the events. 
However, telling the stories, along with the evidence of transformed people walking with their family and friends and neighbors, inspired others to faith in action, even including coming to faith in Christ. I don't know if you ever went camping overnight as a teenager. You might remember how you sat around the campfire at night and told, quote, ghost stories. These stories were designed to inspire fear. Of course, it was all done in fun. Reminiscent of the campfire stories, I remember John Wimber used to encourage us to tell holy ghost stories that would inspire one another to faith and to action. Those stories could include physical, emotional, or psychological healing by Christ through the Spirit. Maybe stories about someone coming to faith in Christ, or deliverance from oppression, or broken relationships restored, or the inner transformation of hearts and minds. So, as we come to Meditatio, we want to consider what this means not just for the original hearers or readers, but for us and our lives. What might be the implication for your life? And as you think about that, listen for a specific invitation from God to you. I'd like you to consider this question. What good news have you heard or experienced that recently inspired you? Take a few moments to consider that question. I'd like to reflect on another question. Is there a story that you could share with another person or maybe a circle of friends that might be a catalyst for faith, or transformation, or action in their lives? How would you answer that question? Take a few moments and consider it now. We know that just thinking about these things, or even desiring them, in itself isn't going to make it so. We need the Spirit to be at work in us. And so that's why we come to Oratio, where we pray and ask the Lord to do in us these things that we desire. So, before you pray, 
let's think about this. What would you need from the Lord to share faith-inspiring stories with others? Just thinking about that. Maybe you need to be the recipient of a miracle yourself. Or maybe be an eyewitness to a miracle. Or hear about someone else's faith-inspiring encounters with Christ and the Spirit. Just be honest and tell the Lord what you need or want so that you could either be a story or tell a story that might inspire and impact others. Let's do that right now. As we come to contemplatio, you may remember the key word here is receive. This is about impartation. This is about God giving us grace to work in us the things that we have considered and prayed about. So let's just take a little bit of time here and see what what do you notice the Spirit stirring in you? How is the Lord responding to your desire and to your prayer? What do you think he wants to do so that your desire and prayer can be realized in your life? Let's take a few moments right now and do that. We've now come to the final phase of Lexio Divina that we refer to as operatio. This is about us anticipating how we might live differently because of what God is working in us from this text, from the things that He has spoken to us, and that we have prayed about. So, what would it look like for you? to lean into what God wants to do in and through your life. Just take a few moments here to resolve to do that in the next week or coming weeks. Make any commitment that you might think appropriate to the Lord in regards to the things that you've considered and prayed about during this time. Let's do that now.
I've always found it helpful to take a few minutes and just jot down things that seemed important to me from this time so that I can look back at them. I do this in a journal that I keep. And I would encourage you at the conclusion of this time, before too much time has passed, to do this for yourself so that you can consider further what God is doing in you, desiring for you, and how he might want to work in your life. Maybe there's something that's occurred during this time that you'd like to share with someone else or a community group that you're a part of. Maybe ask somebody to pray with you about these things. So let's close our time together in prayer. I'd like to lead us. Lord, as I continue in my day, will you give me grace to be attentive to your voice and movements? Will you help me to be perceptive and understanding of the implications for my life of the things I see and hear? Give me grace to be open and responsive to your invitation in these things and ultimately receptive of the life and grace and gifts that you are offering to me. Thank you, Lord. Amen. Amen.